Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. All right. Let's do it. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Uh, Joe Biden's speaking today. Uh-huh. Uh, that means a lot of Democratic operatives white-knuckling, like, oh, boy. Oh, yeah, absolutely. How is this going to go today? And, you know, a lot of times on this show, we'll wait, some of us, to hear the audio for the first time just to react. I know you've heard it, David. I have heard it. I sat through the whole speech. Um, a lot of platitudes when he could actually get sentences and words out in sequence um so this is at the united nations general assembly he's giving a speech and well i'll I'll just i'll i'll roll some of it to let you know how it went where he's talking about what we need to do moving forward as one world okay all right we have to make sure we're delivering for people everywhere not just somewhere everywhere simply put the 21st century 21st century results are badly needed, are needed to move us along. That starts with the United Nations. Starts right here in this room. It, yeah, right in this. Oh room. boy. Yeah, it's not right. good. You know, one one of our uh, our buddies and coworkers, uh, Jimmy, asked me today as this speech was going on, if you put uh, Joe Biden's speechwriter on your resume, do you think that'd help you land a gig? And my initial reaction was probably not. And then I thought about it for a minute. And I'm thinking, well, no, I mean, because you actually can just say, well, the reason he flubbed that line is because he's senile. And if he's able to get even two sentences out of the speech out, you're really good. I mean, it's like being Ray Charles's tennis coach. If he hits the ball twice, yeah. you're, an, you're an astounding coach. <laughs> I was thinking, like, one of the all-time great songwriters writes for someone that like, can't sing. Yeah. Well, it's not the song. The dude can't sing. Joe can't deliver the speech. No. Yeah, I mean, oh, man, that's really bad. Meanwhile, Janet Yellen is out there talking? Oh, yeah, Janet Yellen doing an interview on MSNBC talking about the state of the economy. And, um, uh, of course, uh, anytime you're talking about the economy on a left-leaning or outright liberal platform, you Mm -hmm. have to insinuate that the only reason Americans are dissatisfied with the state of their finances or the state of the economy is because they're dumb and just don't realize it or because the messaging is wrong coming from the White House, right? And so this question was... (laughs) Families' wages have gone down three years in a row. Yeah, they have. The buying power is gone. So What do you mean? So the Treasury Secretary, Janet Yellen... Uh, was asked, where is the disconnect between the positive stats we're seeing and people's dissatisfaction with the state of the economy? The di- the disconnect is you have no idea how regular people live. I'm not asking you to play therapist with the American voter, but there seems to be a disconnect between the numbers we're seeing and the way people are feeling about the economy, and how do you I- account for it? 
I, I agree with you that there's a disconnect, and um, I don't have a simple and convincing answer. But Americans have been through a lot. The pandemic really took a toll on American families, on children, on households. Um, we are enjoying a remarkable recovery. Okay. If you were going to guess what song I want to play next, would anyone guess what it is? Well, I'm going to tell you because, yeah. you know, when you talk about the pandemic was hard on families, do you know why? <laughs> Part of the reason? Because dopes in charge didn't understand it. Um, look, I, I think I was wrong then about um, the path that inflation um, would take. Really? And um, supply bottlenecks that have affected our economy badly that I didn't, at the time, didn't fully understand. But we recognize that now. Once the damage is done, then we realized how bad we bleeped up. Get her out of here. All these clowns. There's a disconnect. And what, we're going to wait six months now, I understand, that right. families buying power went down for three years in a row when I was in charge? Golly. <laughs> Sorry to be mean toward the old lady, right. but enough. So That's all right, man. Impersonated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Golly. she will say that her portfolio that is exclusively made up of Werther's Originals is doing well, very well. <laughs> the only problem is that it's a depreciating asset because, well, you, you consume them. Gosh, man. I think it probably she doesn't have product placement somewhere with the where there's like on, on, on the front of her desk or yes, Feinstein or and Pelosi and yeah, McConnell. Her, yeah. Get them all out of here. Okay. Moving on. John Fetterman's been in the news over the Speaking last couple of days. People that need to go. No kidding. Yeah. So Senate Democrats have decided to change the dress code rules for senators, not for witnesses <laughs> or anybody who's visiting uh, the Senate, but it's because John, John Fetterman. Um, again, apparently he's totally fine being a senator after having a massive stroke and then having to be hospitalized for clinical depression. Totally willing and able to be senator, but he gets too bummed out if he has to wear a suit and tie. So they're going to change the rules for him. I, I have never heard this in my life. Yeah. He gets clinically depressed if he has to dress up. Yes. Right, l- listen. Okay. I'm not going to try to sell anybody on the three of us being fashion dudes, okay? No. Not saying that. But this whole sort of thought, and I've heard different people say this, what, he does represent the everyday man, just the regular guy. What regular guy do you know that goes to anything like, somewhat business-wise to do anything that does it in basketball shorts and a hoodie? No one does. No. It's like an insult to the regular everyday no. man. Right. He knows how to get dressed up when he needs to. Yeah. That's your job. I mean, what, some dude, regular everyday man, is offered a pretty good job, one that he wants badly, okay, and he knows what it's going to take, and then he gets there and says, you know, it kind of bums me out the dress code. Yeah. Could you let me wear my basketball shorts? No! Get out of here! Right. I know. Are I- you joking me? I think that is an interesting way he that that's being told all the time. Well, he, you know, John's just like everyone else. 
I'm like, nobody, nobody does that. I agree with you. Nobody does that. Nobody goes into work. Whether I mean, okay, dude. Let's just say, you're talk, if you're yeah. talking about like shorts with pockets, even cargo shorts, yeah. No, we're talking about the old no. silky basketball shorts. Man. No, it's ridiculous. Oh my goodness, yeah. it's ridiculous. I mean, yeah. you, you can't, you couldn't go in, you couldn't do anything. I can't, no. I'm trying to think of one job where that would be allowable. One job. Think of it. I, I can't yeah, think well, of if any. You worked at home, I mean, or you were the well. Boss. If you worked at home, yeah. Or if you were a basketball player. Well, yeah. I mean, yes. But when a basketball but player that's going, going to, to dinner game, doesn't have his uniform yeah, on. They're dressed to the night. Yeah. That, that is true. On game day, yeah. you show up dressed. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Anyway, okay. uh, some Republicans have been critical of this, including Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene and John Fetterman, by the way, who is fine, no brain damage, okay? And you're, that's what we were told. You are absolutely ableist and a monster if you question whether or not this guy is playing with a full deck he was given the opportunity to respond to marjorie taylor green during an interview on msnbc okay roll it well you know her platform you know really she runs on more and more dingling you know picks you know on uh in the the, the meetings uh, over in in the congress so again uh, i i'm not really sure why she cares how i dress uh, but, you know, she really takes it a different way. What are we talking about here? I heard ding-a-lings. Picks. Pick ding-a-ling what? Yeah. So what's weird is this is actually kind of a self-own here because he's talking about during the whistleblower testimony, Marjorie Taylor Greene put into the okay. record the pictures of Hunter Biden committing crimes. And him committing crimes, including... Uh, uh, seeking the services of prostitutes and writing it off on his taxes included yes. pictures of him naked. Yes. And so that's what they're talking about. It's like, hey, wait a minute. You're actually bringing up the fact that she pointed out that the president's son committed multiple crimes and was never held, held to account for it? <laughs> and you think that's an own? And then on top of that, you're so addled, you can't even get the freaking words out right? Yeah, dude. And that's supposed to be an, oh, sick burn. Listen, dude. that guy's not capable of sick burn. Somebody on his staff has to say, you have to keep playing the sympathy card. You can't do the whole watch my verbal assault on Marjorie Taylor Greene, and you can't deliver it. I mean, you're telling everybody, no, I'm not capable of doing this job. Look at the way I'm dressed. I can't deliver a joke. I guess you could make the argument you keep on that trajectory, you're going to be president. <laughs> what a joke, man. ding a picks. Okay. Yeah, you, what are you talking about? I, and then it's, and uh, the, the way the whole thing was delivered, it's just embarrassing. Oh, God. On and on and on. <sighs> I guess it was a happy night for him, though, last night, right? Because his team won. Oh, yeah, they did. His team is the Steelers. Well, he said it was, I mean, several times, right, during the campaign? That's what I thought. Yeah. But then he got it all confused when he was doing the one speech, and then he just yelled out, Eagles, even though he is a Steelers fan, we didn't know what that meant. Eagles! Yeah, whatever. Dingling! Whatever, just whatever <laughs> comes to mind. Fine. That's my team now. Sure. Okay. <laughs> God, we're talking about a senator. <laughs> I know. It's a senator. I know. By a the way, sitting freaking senator. You know, it, sometimes if you're watching different news, you're reading news, and you feel like, man, our world is falling apart. 
And then there are certain stories you can't believe legacy media just doesn't cover. And some of the things that they will cover. And I don't know if you heard anything about the town that's getting tired of people coming and seeing the changing of the leaves. But it was unbelievable because as far as Good Morning America today, uh, they had their little play on words. And I know you love these, David. Oh, yeah. You have to have the pun or else you're not a real news reporter. You ready? Sure. Leave us alone. This is insane. The beauty of fall foliage leading to an ugly feud in New England. How residents in one town fed up with the crowds are now fighting back. You like that? Leave us alone? No. Really? Okay, maybe this is an example. It just wasn't delivered the right way. Okay. I mean, you can tell these people aren't original. No way would they use the same verbiage on Good Morning America. Would they? And if they did, would they give it to Michael Strahan? Oh, boy. Let's spin the wheel and find out. Fall out. Why one Vermont town is saying, leave us alone. Yes. Keeping tourists away from the fall foliage. <laughs> We're living in a simulation. Boy, it has to be. <laughs> not even that good of a joke. Damn. It's not, man. No. Where's Jim Carrey going to work? <laughs> Golly. <laughs> Writers for NBC and ABC coming up with Leaf of the Loan. Fantastic. Uh, the poverty rate increased for the first time in 13 years. <laughs> we'll get to that and much more coming up right here. Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. No, David, you were just talking about Senator John Fetterman from Pennsylvania. Yeah. It was going to be better by January, you know. Uh, uh, yeah, all of our doctors believe that we are absolutely ready to be fit to, to be serving. Yep, absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. Except now he's got to wear silky basketball shorts and the hoodie. Or else he'll have a nervous breakdown or something. Yeah. And then start rambling about dingalings or something. We more got. and more dingaling, you know, picks, you know, on uh, in the, the, the meetings. Oh, God. Just. Dude. You know, for a while, I think everyone on this show at some time felt bad for him, that they were just pushing him out there. Yeah. He just needed to get well. Mm -hmm. He obviously can't do the job. But, I mean, the sympathy's gone for John Fetterman. No, the mean streak is there. Yeah. For, in a lot of ways. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You, I mean. This is a president that is committed to infrastructure. Yeah, and then on top of what? that, uh, the, the jewel... Uh, kind of a uh, uh, law of the inflation uh, bill. Sharp. Yeah, he's fine. No. <laughs> That's not fine, dude. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, look. Uh, you know, let's say that you know, outside of speaking and understanding when spoken to, uh, John Fetterman is actually thinking clearly. He just can't get the words out, right? then somebody has to explain to him that when you can't get the words out like that, the tough guy act needs to go away. 100% agree. I, I uh, would, would, would just um, really like to, you know, the 95, 95, 95, you know, um, you know. Yeah. He was calling a play. Right. Ninety-five. Uh, 95. Omaha, 95. Unreal. Okay. And then we get more gibberish from the president? Oh, dude. Yeah, from his UN speech today. And this oh, is boy. 
almost incomprehensible. I'm running it through the Josetta Stone. Mm-hmm. But, man, especially the first half of this statement, I'm struggling to understand what he said. Okay. You got your uh, your ears on there, I Scotty? do. I'm listening. <laughs> I mean, I'll do my best. All right. Organizing of all our institutions. What? Oh, wow. Drive creative new partnerships. Let me be clear. What? Yes, please. Certain yeah. principles are in the national system are sacrosanct. I thought you were going to be clear. What do you say, Scott? What was the first part of that? Organizing of all our institutions. Uh, something to the involving of the institutions? Organizing of all our institutions. Volatile institutions? <laughs> Volume institutions? There's a UN speech. I don't know if he's going volatile. Organizing of all our institutions. Okay, I'm being serious right now. I don't know. I don't know what he's saying. I, I'm David, really trying. David can usually ferret this stuff out. I'm really trying, and I, I can't. Something to the evolving. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> trying to assume the role, and I can't. That must, you got to laugh. What else are you going to well, do? I don't know. It, it, it's one of those obscure sort of regional dialects that he has just employed in Bidenese. That makes it really hard to understand. Dude, Sling Blade is scratching his head going, I don't know. Ain't got no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't know. Organizing of all our institutions. Even though it's Drive creative new partnerships. New partnerships. Let me be clear. Let yeah. me be clear. Certain principles are in the national system. Certain principles, principles are, in our international system. International system, yes. I think, yeah. Okay. Are sacrosanct. Mm-hmm. Sacrosanct. 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 You sack it. <laughs> you can't say that. No. You lying sack it. Ah. Mm, I reckon yeah, what you don't speak pretty good. <laughs> no. I mean, you evolve our institution. What is that? <laughs> I don't recognize it. Does he have right. any of them French fried potatoes? <laughs> That's all I can afford because the poverty rate's increased. Right. How is that possible? Yeah, as the you have the story, David. Yeah, as the president is out there trying to tout Bidenomics, the poverty rate in the United States increased last year, the first increase in 13 years. Yeah, and of course, fine. yeah, the president is blaming the expiration of pandemic era tax credits. It's like, no, 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 no. Those tax credits didn't exist for more than a decade before. You can't blame the lack of government cash going out on this. Well, there's more incoherent Biden to get to from you in speech straight ahead. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. Thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley, the Gen Xer. David Van Camp, the Millennial, the Sexy Boomer, Scott Robbins. Uh, Of course, a lot of stuff going on. Uh, Biden speaking to the UN. True international effort to pressure. That wasn't today. (laughs) (laughs) Um, That's just a classic, but I think we might be adding to the biden's greatest hits yeah um there was something we had not heard yet at least today he was talking about artificial intelligence yeah joe biden gave a speech at the u.n one of the things he touched on was the growing use of ai and he thinks the world needs to come together to figure out how to regulate this before it gets out of control okay to make sure we govern this technology not the other way around having it govern us and I'm committed to working through this Hold institution. On. I don't want to get nitpicky. Yeah. I really don't. Uh, but we govern this technology, not the other way around, uh, right. having it govern us. And I'm committed to working through this institution and other international bodies and directly with leaders around the world, including our competitors, to ensure we harness the power of AA, uh, artificial intelligence <laughs> for good. 
Alcoholics Anonymous? Or? We'll say, at, <laughs> at least he saw the exit ramp and took it at that point. Yes. He knew he was not going to get AI, so he just decided artificial intelligence. Correct. Okay, I'm just asking the question. Did anyone else have the feeling when he went like six or seven seconds fairly clear? Like, okay, he's doing all yeah. right. And then you stop yourself and you say, that's the sitting president. You shouldn't be applauding inside when he gets through seven seconds without. <laughs> Holy mackerel. That's where we are. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And they probably shot him up full of goat juice before he went out there, too. I mean, this is the best it's going to be all day right now. Well, it's like your kid at a recital, yeah. and they're making it through like 10 seconds of a piano piece. You're like, oh, yes, and you're like just white-knuckling it all, oh, get through it okay. All right, good. They're, they're, they've improved. And that's the way we are with the president. Holy smokes, man. And, I mean, as far as what he said earlier. I mean, as he evolved our institution. Still no idea what that is. No, well, I have had a, uh, a rather large team of audio engineers on this. Oh, awesome. looking at the waveform, understanding how the sound is coming through, trying to match up peaks and troughs to syllables to try to spell out what it was that he said. And I think I've got it. I don't have the transcript yet, but I think th I, I've sent you a slowed down version of this. I have it. Just for. All right. OK. All right. Roll it. Now, we as the evolve our institutions. <laughs> Not only does it help you to understand, but it's just hilarious. Yeah. What did he say there? Now, even as we evolve our institutions. Oh, hold on. Now, we as the evolve our institutions and drive creative new partnerships. And, and drive... drive. To create new okay. partnerships, I think right. is what he's trying to say. To okay, I got it. Drive creative new partnerships. Let me be clear. Dude. Hold on. Uh-oh. I heard laughter. Yes. I heard that. I heard it. This flew by me the first time I heard it in real time, but now that, again, our team of highly skilled audio engineers has slowed this down and mapped it out, somebody... Freaking laughs in the oh, audience. Yeah. More than one person, I think. When he says, yeah. let me be clear. I heard All it. right. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to play the let me be clear part, and then I'm going to crank it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. <clears throat> let me be clear. Let me be clear. I heard it. Yeah, there's laughing. I totally heard it. Somebody's <laughs> laughing. So he goes, ha, ha. <laughs> and here's the last part. Certain principles are in the national system are sacrosanct. Certain principles of our international system are sacrosanct. So the whole statement that he made, I think, is now even as we evolve our institutions and drive to create new partnerships, certain principles of our international system are sacrosanct. If you're his writer, right, that's you're setting thing. him up to fail with why, that. Why are you putting those words in there? I think at this point it's just a drinking game among the <laughs> speechwriters. It, it, may, it may very well be. Well, and it sounds, honestly, when you slow it down like that, it sounds like he's been drinking all day. I mean, as he evolve our institutions <laughs> and drive creative new partnerships, let me be clear. Bring Hunter out there. He can understand every word. Right. Now, I want to hear the laughter, honestly, in the uh, regular version. 
and drive creative new partnerships. Let me be clear. <laughs> That's funny. Yes, you can totally hear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know they, some I mean, it's people funny. make the argument, hey, you can't laugh at our guy. He's still our president. I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, it, you you got to laugh at that point, man. It, it pisses me off as an American. Oh, it's embarrassing. That, yeah, you got this. And remember when, like, the German delegation all those years ago laughed about Donald Trump warning about Russia using energy as a wedge against, well, Germany and the rest of Western Europe? Yes. And everybody laughed, and that was like headline news. Oh, the world is laughing. And then it freaking happened. Totally happened. <laughs> It's amazing, everything that's happened in the last five to seven years. Absolutely amazing. All right, it's that time of the show. It may not be the biggest story out there, but it caught your attention. Today, David, what's your story? Um, hold on a second. Uh, I thought this was just kind of interesting. That okay. We were just talking about him a couple weeks ago on the Friday Five, Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. Yeah. We had done a, a countdown of top five musicians who became actors, and he's one of them. Yeah. Definitely a much more celebrated actor than he ever was a musician. Uh, he says, you know, I don't think I'll be acting much longer. He says that his time of acting is limited. He says, well, certainly I'm working harder now than ever. Certain businesses, you kind of build them, pass them on, or you exit. Hopefully my kids will see what their interests are. But I don't think I'll be acting that much longer at the pace I am now. Interesting. Hmm. And part of it because, you know, he has some traditional values that he's just going to get pushed out of Hollywood. That's why he's kind of doing it on his own now. Yep. You know, I just saw him the other night. It was one of those, you know, you fly by and the departed is on. Yeah. (laughs) You're going to watch five minutes of it. I was, you know, an hour and 15. (laughs) Yeah. He's really good in that movie, by the way. Yeah. What's your story today, Scott? Uh, My story today involves Chicago again. Wow. And again, Chicagoans are uh, putting up a fuss. They're not happy right now. There's uh, some video floating around. Some of the residents and local leaders, uh, they are demanding they close the borders of Chicago. What? Said, listen, we can't deal with these migrants anymore. They're ruining our neighborhoods. They're wrecking things. Can't have it. Well, that sounds xenophobic. You need to close the borders of Chicago. No one comes in. <laughs> Stop doing this. So they're begging local politicians right now. Close the borders of Chicago to stop the illegals that are coming, they say, from Texas. 96% of the neighborhood, by the way, where they're bitching and complaining, voted for Biden. I mean, it's easy to be pro-open borders, isn't it, when it doesn't affect you at all? Very easy. That's why I have a hard time with this. I have a hard time feeling sorry for people. You voted for this. Yes. What did you think was going to happen? Yes. Did you especially think for the people who voted for it? These wank politicians who get up and demand that they're the sanctuary city and those evil people in the South that are keeping these people down and it's unchristian like and it's blah 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 blah. And then when it happens, all of a sudden, oh my gosh! <laughs> you know? Yes. This is ruining our neighborhoods. You brought crime in here. Yeah, it's something. I mean, it's unbelievable. And the problem with that is 96% voted for Biden. 96% probably will again. There has been the point made that a lot of people that would have voted Republican in that area, or at least some of them moved out. 
They, of course, and they, which means more Democrats get elected. But now you the got same policies, right? And I understand. Believe me, I get it. I sympathize with what you're saying to a certain extent. But then again, I say, what do you think you were going to get here? Well, yes. By the way, you know what? I don't know if I. I guess I could make this my story. I really don't have the whole story in front of me, but I can tell you this. Um, as far as just liberal positions that don't end up working out, and we're seeing that with the massive amounts of illegal immigration it's decimating places yeah i mean that's policy from the left and we see this again and again defund the police whatever there was a whole piece in the failing new york times from the liberal writer nicholas christoph um talking about you know uh as liberals this is an uncomfortable conversation but the two-parent privilege is something we can't ignore. Two-parent privilege? Yeah, that's what it's called now. Mm-hmm. You've heard this, David? I have not heard it, but I'm not surprised by it. Yes. Holy cow. Talking about the amount of American children that live with a single parent and how much more likely you are to be in poverty. You're to get in trouble with the law. You're not going to get as good of grades. You're not going to have as good a career. I mean, it's all these things that flesh out. And there's always, well, what about, well, what about? It's like, no, you're just looking at the statistics. And this liberal writer is saying, hey, this really can't be ignored anymore. It's something that we really have to look at. Now, I'm guessing, as far as the left, they're not going to say, well, maybe we should encourage more marriages. It'll probably be something like, well, we got to do something about the inequity. We don't want these two parent privileged households to have any more privilege. We need to take more money from them or something. Who knows? Mm-hmm. But I just thought it was interesting that it was even recognized. Um, and there's even a book coming out by Melissa Kearney, an economist at the University of Maryland, called The Two Parent Privilege. Gosh. What? This, everything's privilege, isn't it? If you've got two parents, you're privileged. Yes. I mean, dude, we could go on and on about this. But, I mean, I understand that in some households it was so toxic you could make the argument the divorce was the best thing, right? There are a whole lot of others that's like, you know, I just don't quite love her the way I used to. Well, suck it up. You got kids. You got a responsibility. Mm. You know? No, It's sure. not always going to be easy. Uh, and again, it's not Disney. Right, and a lot of this is a lot of it stems from fathers abandoning their responsibilities and leaving. Yes, and the government making it advantageous to do exactly, and and they don't chase these guys down. Oh heck no! You know they're allowed to just scot free go about their their business and do whatever they want. Well, some, and some fact. have nothing to begin with. No, it's just. But you have this incredible problem, but of course, then what to do about it? I don't know. What I was actually going to use for my story today was out of the Wall Street Journal, and it's how this uh, for, uh, former foreign minister from China has lost his gig. He's ousted because he had an affair. Uh-oh. And then there was going to be a baby in the United States. Uh-oh. Right? Mm-hmm. And all I could think was, all right, this guy lost his gig for this. We got a congressperson that had an affair with a Chinese spy, Fang Fang. Yeah. He got promoted. Yeah. That's what we do here. We overlook those small indiscretions. And... He didn't have an affair, but it was a right. Chinese spy. Yes. Yes. Oh, it's... <laughs> we don't want to make him feel bad about it. Well, We're confident that he gave up no information. 
She was with him for months. Mm-hmm. Well, just crazy. We have a, a senator who has access to very sensitive information as a high-ranking member of the Senate who had a Chinese spy working for her closely for more than a decade. Yeah. Now she's senile, yes. and she's Feinstein. still a senator. That's Diane Feinstein. Yes. It's absolutely insane. Yeah. So, yeah, good stories today. That's a lot of fun. Much more to get to. Yeah. Is this true? Does Elon Musk want to charge all users a monthly fee to use X? Formerly known as Twitter. We'll get to that. And much more coming up right here. All right. The Barkley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. 21st century. 21st century results are badly needed. Inspirational, man. <laughs> That is a little brain freeze there. 21st century schizoid man, right? <laughs> right, there you go. Hmm. <laughs> what an absolute debacle. The whole thing today with Biden. My goodness, dude. We were talking about it before, that the Democratic operatives are like white-knuckling it, wondering, man, is he going to make it through? We're not sure. Golly. No, he has the evolver institution. Yeah, no, he ain't going to make uh, it. I don't know what that is. Nope. Nope, no. better do something. Uh, good news, the lost uh, fighter jet in the military, Yeah, that caper's been solved. Yeah? Yes. You heard that the Marines lost an F-35 stealth fighter. Lost it. It was gone for, what, 24 hours almost? Yeah, I thought you were going to totally melt down yesterday. Well, it's incredible. I, it's still hard for me to believe how that can happen. Pilot parachuted into a North Charleston neighborhood, South Carolina, taken to the hospital. Stable condition. Okay. Do, do we know why he bailed out it was going down that's so, the report so mechanical failure there then we know a little information right I was now just gonna say well, who the hell what it doesn't have some sort of sonar attached to it that would go off and immediately identify where it is it's 80 million dollars no it has the evolver institution okay that's the answer that's okay i mean should have air conditioning you know internet a whole the whole nine yards right should have a Starbucks drive-through. You would it. think, yeah, <laughs> right inside there, and a dollar store down the that right down the aisle. Yes, well, it is twenty-first century. It is, I know. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Elon Musk. Now, you uh, tell me what you think this really means. Said he would like to make X a subscription-based service, means everyone would pay a fee, because he was a part of this roundtable yesterday with Benjamin Netanyahu, Israeli Prime Minister about AI safety. And he said moving a small monthly payment would be a way to fight against the vast armies of bots. Yeah. Of course, he didn't say when that would happen, how much it would be. He said it would be very small. Mm-hmm. I, what are your thoughts on that? I think it would kill it. I do, too. I mean, yeah. I I think you, you start saying, hey, you got to hand over financial information to this company. To me, and I'll just speak personally, it wouldn't even be about the cost because I can't imagine it would be more than the eight dollars a month or whatever it costs for the Twitter Blue or whatever All subscription. Right. But it would be I don't I don't want to willingly hand over my bank account information to Twitter. I don't blame you. No, I agree. Yeah. Well, I mean, everybody's a little gun shy on a lot of this stuff right now, and rightfully so. Oh, yeah. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Are you ready? 
Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. The Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. As always, thank you so much for being here. I'm Jamie Markley. That's David Van Camp. There's Scott Robbins. Am I, am I reading this right? We're going to climate-proof the world? Yeah, we what? are. What does I that mean? Climate-proof? Yeah. yeah, Joe Biden gave a speech at the U.N. and tried to sell the idea that the world is literally ending right now because of climate change. You know why? Because it was hot this summer. Okay. <laughs> We've been over this. You yeah. had the 1600 environmental scientists signed this thing. We're, it's not an emergency. Stop with that. These snapshots tell an urgent story of what awaits us if we fail to reduce our dependence on fossil fuels and begin to climate-proof the world. <laughs> for one day, for one day, my administration, the United States, has treated this crisis as an existential threat from the moment we took office. Oh, my God. What? Not only for us, but for all of humanity. I like for that. one day? He says, for one day, we've treated this, I think he meant to say, from day one. So he flipped the words around? He did. It's a stutter, Scott. Wow. <laughs> for one day? Yeah. Who knows the our institutions? Don't even try it. It'll hurt your brain. I know. We don't know. Every bad actor in the world is just rubbing their palms together. Yeah. Yeah, you know, you know that China's over there just like, yeah, we'll get right on that, Joe. Yeah. It's India, too. Yeah. Of course. They, what? Listen but to it, that. Feeble old man. Getting his talking points. Mm -hmm. And screwing him up. I'm, yes. I'm old enough to remember when we had a president who went to the U.N. General Assembly and threatened to nuke North Korea. <laughs> yes. And everybody was going crazy. Uh. Dude. You get rid of fossil fuels, people are going to freeze to death. Well, and starve, and yes. I, mean, I, I mean, it really. I mean, is. this winter, people will freeze to death. Yeah. around the world. Well, yeah. I mean, we've talked about this so many times when they're talking about it. it's so hot. So many more people die from freezing than they do from the heat. It's all just freaking platitudes and nonsense. I yes, mean, it's, it's all it is. But legacy media will never tell the truth on this subject. They won't do it. They're all in. There's a financial stake for the billionaires around the world. And they can make boatloads more money. And I know it sounds like tinfoil hatty, but take away your freedoms? Absolutely. That's part of it. It is. President that's got, we just saw it on Fox, 9,000 people a day coming into this country illegally. Yes. 9,000 a day. Averaging 9,000 a day. Illegal. Illegally. Yeah. And this is what he's warbling about to the United Nations. Yes. Okay. Well, of course. Got it. That's part of the world powers uniting. Yes. Now. And they're all about, well, it's up to us to save the world. The World Economic Forum and all these people. Oh, yeah. Meanwhile, uh, San Francisco, they're... <laughs> They're coming to grips with, you know what? Our policies are not working. Yeah. We're going to have to try to do something different. This is amazing, David. Yeah, it really is. The San Francisco Police Department is visiting four university campuses in Texas throughout the month 
as part of a new recruiting effort to find candidates for the police department outside of California. So Think about that. So police officer candidates will be tested outside of the state of California. It's like a one-day physical, written, uh, and mental evaluation test. Uh, and an oral interview, I should say. Uh, and keep in mind, for years, the city of San Francisco banned all official travel to Texas because Texas wasn't woke enough. Correct. And now it's like, hey, you know, maybe you want to leave Texas and come to San Francisco to be a cop. Well, and honestly, if you're a part of the city, you realize we have to do something about crime. Yeah. This isn't working. I mean, it's almost like this stereotype that plays out. Where can we find some good cops? We may have to go to Texas. And you know, there's some chicken that's <laughs> freaking out. No, we have to enforce the law. People are leaving in droves. You have people taking dumps on every street I, corner. I'm just going to say that. Drug yeah. addicts. People pooping on the street. But not only that, but then if you're the merchant saying, hey, you're going to have to move along, they'll go punch the merchant. Yeah. You know? The angry homeless person. Yeah. Like, how dare you tell me to stop taking a dump? I don't want to be bothered. You can't take a dump in the street. Where are we? We wouldn't let a dog do it. No, you got to clean up after your dog or you get fined. I wonder if these people that think they have the right to seriously take a dump on a public street look at you the way a dog would. Like, hey, what are you looking at? Please don't look at me. Like they're ashamed. Like your dog does when it's taking a dump. I have no idea. I think you don't have to clean up your own. You leave it for somebody else. I just had a fear, too. And if someone has video of it, I really don't want to see it. Send it to Scott. Okay, what? moving on. Uh, Lauren Boebert's been in the news. Yeah. <laughs> Firebrand. Republican rep. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, she's she's had a, quite a couple of weeks. She got booted from a... She got booted from a Beetlejuice musical performance for getting oh, really? rowdy. Initially, it was she was disrupting other people uh, and then and vaping or something. Yeah. And then news outlets got video of what went down. She was involved in a very heavy petting session with her date right there in the theater, like just in the aisle seats. You know, I mean, it was he was yeah. checking the produce and so was she. And mm -hmm. it's dude. Okay, so she's going through a divorce, yeah, right? And so she's got this date, and they're there, and she has one of those tops. I don't know what the whole outfit was, but as far as the grainy video that's being shown all over the place, it's one of those where the clothing is held up by the breast, yes. basically. Uh, that and willpower, and probably tape. Uh, yeah. What well, is... That's why the heavy petting is like, well, it looked like he pulled that flap down yeah, he was, to he, expose. He was he know. was getting in there, yeah. yeah. I don't think I've seen this. You have a look of jealousy right now in your eyes. Scott. No, I mean, you guys are telling me all this stuff. I'm like, holy smokes. It's, it's, that dude, was in the theater? Yes. Yeah. Did it come out? I, dude. I think maybe a, maybe a hint. Of, you see, yeah. It's like side. You, yeah. Gosh, you know? dang. All right. See, I'm way behind here. I knew they well, were vaping and singing along, and there was some fondling going on. No, it was more than fondling. I mean, Holy it was smokes, Daddy yeah. O. Um, well, TMZ caught up with her when she got back to D.C. Yes, she seems to have a rather sunny disposition about the whole thing. Okay, 
Roll it. Ultimately, all future date nights have been canceled, <laughs> and um, I learned to check party affiliations uh, before you go on a date. Uh, but all in all, um, you know, it was, uh, it was mostly a lovely time, and you know, I've taken responsibility for my actions. Um, would love to know how the the musical ended, and I encourage people to go and see it. But. Um, and when, when you say affiliation, as far as knowing not to date the opposite side. Well, TMZ, I'm pretty sure you told the world I went on a date with a Democrat. <laughs> so, 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 so when, when it comes like that, when those times when you're, when it. No, he, he was, he's a wonderful man and it was, um, it was, it was a great time to, uh, to go out and have dinner, enjoy part of the show. And, uh, yeah, now it's back to work. Okay. So let's break down at least a little part of this. Okay. So the guy she went out with was a Democrat. Apparently so, yes. Is she saying she didn't know that ahead of time? I, I, I guess so. I think she may have been just making a joke. Okay. Because you weren't quite sure. Yeah. yeah. The, first of all, the fact that she's going out with a Democrat is surprising to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You think that's fair, Scott? Yeah. I, I mean, I think she found she. It sounded like she found out through TMZ. Yeah. That he was a Democrat. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I think she was reaching around the aisle. Yeah! <laughs> uh, it's interesting because, was it yesterday? I think it was yesterday when you were saying, Scott, there's no way you could date a woman that was liberal. You just couldn't do it. No. And because politics are so polarized in the day we live in now, a lot of people feel the same way. So it's the firebrand... Warren Boebert dating this Democrat guy. Surprising. And then you're thinking, well, they got to know each other well for him to just. I mean, this isn't like you're reaching over for a kiss on a second date Mm-mm. and you're just, you know, very tentatively going in for the field. No, it's flapped down. I mean, there's a still photo. Oh, I'm showing you yeah, stuff. yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That looks like they know each other fairly well. If that's the first or second date. I would think so. Yeah. You would think what? That's He lost his train of thought. <laughs> well, I did for a second there because that's really. There's someone you would know well that you're going to let him do that. Well, yeah. But then she's rubbing him. Yeah. The... Okay. It's a terrible look all the way around. Yeah. Well, she's a giver and a taker. Oh, boy. Politicians, man. Oh, they're bad people. <laughs> you know. <laughs> they just are. You know. Yeah, you always got to be very careful of who you're backing and who you vouch for. And I really think this person mm, really well, stand behind them. It's like, what's wrong with when you? When she's singing along and vaping oh, during yes. the thing. I mean, if I bought a ticket and this person is that's what I said the other day behind me or in front of me. I mean, do you want to punch him in the face? Well, you had a bunch of conservatives out defending her at first, going, "What? Doesn't everybody kind of get out of hand sometimes?" Okay, but it doesn't make it all right. You paid for the ticket. You got this idiot chick behind yeah, you that doesn't know how to handle her booze. She's no, all divorced right. and out now, and she's going to party. Right. Making an ass out of herself, ruining your good time. Yes. Shut it. Did, did you see the meme? It's a, a picture of a guy standing at the box office, and it's Jeffrey Tubin's head <laughs> plastered over the guy's face. And it says, one ticket for Beetlejuice, please. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see that. Oh, man. But that is fantastic. 
Just really embarrassing. Yeah, that's really terribly embarrassing. So what? I mean, you know, it it came out in a in a disorderly way. It came out. (laughs) Jeffrey Tubin. For your pleasure. In a disorderly way. Yeah. Okay. Okay, moving on. David, you have a deep fake of college football? Sorry, just it came out in a yeah. disorderly way. That yeah. Jeffrey Tubin clip is an absolute what a great stone way of describing that yes. you caught caught, yeah, you know, right. doing yes. that on a company Zoom call. I just want to know what an orderly way is. <laughs> <laughs> is that where you just let everybody know, hey, yes. five minute warning. <laughs> this is gonna happen on this call. <laughs> That's you got to be very orderly. Oh man! All right, Dude. yeah. Uh, a fake video of a college football coach got treated as a real thing by a lot of people in sports media. Uh, someone on X or Twitter uh, who goes by Heaven's FX posted the video. It's supposed to be Iowa Hawkeyes coach uh, uh, Brian Ferenz, and it was reported. Uh, just the backstory here: it's been reported that he'd get fired if the team didn't score at least twenty-five points per game. Um, Now, the video is supposed to be the coach scoreboarding the media after a blowout win. Okay, roll it. You all have had fun with this 25-point obsession, and I get it. I do. But if I'm not mistaken, we just dropped 41 on Saturday. So maybe it's time to grab a hold of your little stepladders and go ahead and climb out of my ass for a while. Well, but that's not real. No, it's not real. Mike Golick, Outkick.com, the editor for The Score, others totally fell for it. Oh, that's hilarious. Uh, reminds me of the DeSantis deep face. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. Which we haven't visited for a while. No, and I get requests for that all the time. Well, and DeSantis is in the news, so we'll have to pay that off. Uh, here, coming up. Also, what governor said, you know what? It's time we ban plastic bottles. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Get to it all straight ahead right here. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. I mean, as you evolve our institution. Yeah, still don't know what he's saying. Sharp as a tack. Anyway. Yeah. Nothing to see here. That was Biden earlier. All good. We got to get to other news. Uh, there's a governor saying we got to ban plastic bottles. Yeah, the Democrat governor of Massachusetts is dealing with widespread drug overdoses and a serious illegal immigration problem. A oh, whole state of emergency thing going on there. Correct. Uh, she's got a plan, though, to deal with neither of those. Uh, she was at the Clinton Global Initiative in New York. Oh, God. That's where positive <laughs> stuff gets done. The Clinton Global Initiative. Oh, and in Amora Healy, yeah, she announced that she will be banning state agencies from buying single-use plastic bottles in the name of what she calls climate justice. Climate justice. Yeah, whatever that means. Yeah, the justice thing, um, I know you wind up sounding, I mean, you wind up sounding like a tinfoil hat lunatic, but it is actually true if you crack open a history book. The whole justice thing does actually go back to the communist revolution. That the the whole idea of communist ideology is that it wasn't just in, in, in the name of creating what they saw as a more beneficial economic system or social system. Mm-hmm. It was justice. And that's how they got a lot of wealthier people like when the Russian Revolution happened, that's how they got a whole lot of wealthier people who were well-educated and felt guilty about all of that to go along with those plans. That's why it's its own religion. Yeah. Because we're all born with a want for justice. Yes. So you sell that to people. It's wild, man. 
Um, it's interesting. So plastic bottles, the real enemy. Yes. Forget that human trafficking problem we have throughout the world and the United States right now. Ignore that Clinton Foundation. Of oh, course. It seems people take the plastic bottles and then make fentanyl out of it. Golly. The fentanyl story out of New York. Oh, yeah. The, oh, the dude. kid dying. Oh, I mean, my it's, gosh, everything man. is insanity. That's it's, insanity. No one talks about this. No one. Yeah. It, Where you don't have to take it, you just breathe it. Yeah. yeah if you haven't heard oh, the, my goodness. the story, it, it was a one-year-old, right? Or yeah. A little yeah. kid one in daycare yeah. uh, who died out of the blue, yep. and there had been exposure to fentanyl. And other kids had to go to the hospital, yeah. yes. Just brutal. Well, yeah, I mean, they lace money with it, a dollar bill or $5 bill, put it in a parking lot, and pick it up, somebody dies. Yeah. That's good times. But, you know, why are we worried about that? Let's worry about plastic bottles and Unreal. let's worry about systemic racism. Right. And, and what, nobody even talks about this other stuff. Nobody even talks about it. By the way, real quick, did anybody hear about the $11 online class that claims you don't really need glasses? <sighs> That's great. <laughs> it's just nonsense. But hundreds of people signed up for it. And so some popular social media person, Mallory, enrolled to say, all right, let's find out if this thing is a scam. And she said the whole thing is basically a sales pitch for essential oils, Scott. <laughs> well, you know. Did essential oils? No, I'm still wearing so them, brother. You still got the glasses? Yes, sir. Okay. The person says, oh, it's not a grift. Okay, sure. Yeah, gotcha. Right. This is the Markley Van Camp and Robin show. Okay, biggest story today, David. Um, well, let's see. We got this news that Ray Epps has been charged with a misdemeanor yeah, for his it. role in the Capitol riot. Garbage. Julie oh, Kelly. Oh, please. I yeah. know, right? Julie now. Kelly is a, a lawyer who's been representing um, many of the January 6th uh, 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 prisoners. Yes. And she says, I have found exactly one other case where charges were brought and it was this particular charge everybody else is getting slapped with multiple charges ray oh, Epps, yeah. of course the guy caught on camera telling people to go into the capitol oh man we gotta get yeah, misdemeanor unbelievable more into that oh my goodness this is the markley van camp and robin show the markley van camp and robin show jamie markley i'm the gen xer david van camp the millennial the sexy boomer now with a Phillies hat on, Scott Robbins. Yeah, you know, I'm looking for bandwagons to jump on right and left. Always. Mm -hmm. Okay, a lot going on. Uh, Ray Epps in the news, David. What is the story with this again? Yeah, Ray Epps has now been charged with a uh, misdemeanor for his role. So he pays role. a fine, essentially. Yeah, for his role in the uh, Capitol riot. Ray Epps, of course, being the guy on camera telling people to go into the Capitol who was initially wanted by the FBI, and then the FBI uh, said, oh, no, thanks, you're good. You're all right. So, And you had him going into the cat. We've got to go in, and people are shouting, fed, fed, fed. Yeah. They recognized it. Like, don't do what this guy is saying. That was the night before. And then he was doing it again on January 6th. And yeah. He was, first, he was one of the first guys through, right? Well, one of the first guys at the barricades, yeah. Yeah, right through the barricades. Um, he never went in. Yeah, he's charged with disorderly or disruptive conduct on restricted grounds. Now, Julie Kelly, who's been uh, following a lot of this uh, very sure, closely. a book about it. Yeah. Said after a review of the website from the DOJ covering all the January 6th prisoners and, and convictions, she says, yeah, uh, single count information is very rare. You're talking about less than 20 out of 1,100 cases. 
uh, most of those are for parading in the Capitol. And so it's one single charge that has only been replicated uh, in one other case. This is BS, man. It, meanwhile, that, to say, see, oh yeah, make this Ray right. Epps story go away. See, he was charged. Right. Yeah, exactly. and and the media, like the left wing lap dogs that they are, I don't know how many uh, headlines you want me to read here from the AP. Ray Epps, center of a January sixth conspiracy theory, is charged with a misdemeanor wow. of the Capitol riot. <laughs> Let's see from do 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 do. Oh, uh, NBC News. Ray Epps, subject of Tucker Carlson's January 6th conspiracy theories charged by DOJ. Conspiracy theory? Yeah. Hold on a second. Yeah. I have a clip. I think it was from Tucker's show. Remember when the failing New York Times did the piece on Ray Epps to try to make the rest of the media yeah. go away? Darren Beatty, the reporter from Revolver News, he really broke this story more than anybody else. And I remember him talking to Tucker about this is what we're supposed to believe about Ray Epps. I think we still have the audio of that. The piece describes yes. Epps as a Trump supporter. He just went to went to D.C. to defend Trump and to attend the speech on a last-minute uh, thing with his son to attend Trump's speech on election fraud. The only thing is, Epps didn't attend the speech. Epps travels all the way from Arizona to D.C., this big Trump supporter, and he doesn't even attend the speech. Instead, he fixates on this bizarre mission to get everyone to go into the Capitol. And by the way, he just happens to be hanging out right by the initial breach point near the huh. Peace Monument on the west side of the Capitol before the Proud Boys even get there. Where did Ray Epps get this idea? This whole piece doesn't explore that question at all. Yeah. Of course not. Uh, Politico's headline, Feds charge January 6th protester at the center of unproven hard right conspiracy theories. Oh, they're trying to protect it so hard, man. Well, and to me, I, I think there, there winds up being this false argument put out by mainstream media and the left that Ray Epps is the guy who caused the riot single-handedly. Nobody, to my knowledge, is making that argument. No. Not at all. Because that would be a crazy conspiracy theory to think that that one guy was there and that's why a riot happened. No, the question to me is, or at least that I have, is how many more guys like him were around the Capitol encouraging this, you know, worked up mob to go into the Capitol? Well, the week you were off, David, and it's been a few weeks back, Scott and I talked about this because Darren Beatty had a report at Revolver News, and he mentioned other players. And in part of that piece, well, he said, we at Revolver News are proud to have you know, started this national discussion about January 6th to include a critical focus on the likely role of provocateurs and government actors in what is now appropriately termed the Fed's erection, <laughs> which I love. Mm -hmm. He said, you know, you've got... The pipe bomb. We still don't have any answers about the pipe bombs in front of the DNC and the RNC, which is amazing when you think about it. He said, but apart from Ray Epps and the pipe bomb, Revolver News has also reported on the actions of other key players whose behavior warrants extreme suspicion. For instance, there is the bizarre case of an as-of-yet unindicted, unidentified man known to researchers as fence-cutter bulwark. And that's the dude. And it says, take a look at him, and you can see the video. He's coolly and methodically cutting down and then rolling up 
restricted area fencing around the Capitol lawn. He had no Trump gear on, made sure to wear dark sunglasses. Of course, it was a cloudy day. He wasn't angry. Um, he was just calm, professional, like he was there to do a job. And you see the video and you're like, why is he cutting down that fence? It says the significance of the fact that this individual was removing fencing before Trump's speech was over, and thus before the crowd listening to Trump headed over to the Capitol, cannot be overstated. The grounds surrounding the Capitol are not restricted, and it was only due to the fact that police erected barriers and fencing for that day that those entering the thereby designated restricted zone could be charged with, quote, trespassing. And that was part of it. And then it talks about other people that were involved. We can get into that some other time if you want. But, yeah, there are definitely other players involved. Dude, they wanted him to go in. Of course they did. I'm convinced of that. Yeah. You take all of the evidence that's there. Unfounded conspiracies. Explain all of the evidence. You don't hear anybody in legacy media doing that. No. So, yeah. (laughs) Right, a misdemeanor. Yeah, to to make that go away. Yeah, these other guys are in jail for, like, you know, three years. Well, one of the leaders of the Proud Boys... Yeah. Sentenced to 22 years, and he wasn't even there. He wasn't there. Yeah, 22 years. Wow. Ray Epps is on video encouraging people to go into the Capitol. Misdemeanor. Yes. Hmm. Interesting. All right, switching gears. You got a story about Ukraine, David? Oh, yeah. Uh, If you remember this from earlier uh, this month, uh, a big missile strike in a city in eastern Ukraine. 15 civilians were killed, another 30 or so injured. Uh, It was the deadliest attack in months, and it was on a civilian target. Um, And American officials were in the country at the time. Ukrainian leaders were lobbying for more money, more weapons. Uh, The timing of the attack was perfect for their efforts, because here you have this horrific attack on just a regular city street. There's no, you know, military tactical advantage to taking this block out. Uh, President Zelensky immediately came out said it was Russian terrorists who did it, and the world press followed suit. Well, now, I I don't know what's changed, but the failing New York Times is reporting that the missile was probably actually fired by Ukraine. They what? bombed themselves. And and supposedly this was on accident. So they, they had fired it from further west towards an er- the area that Russia controls right now in Ukraine. Mm-hmm. And it uh, something went wrong. It landed in the wrong spot. Basically, it and this can happen for a number of reasons. You know, namely if you're not trained very well on the on on the weaponry, um, or it breaks, or something else happens. Uh, so instead, you know, best case scenario, everyone knew that it it was a Ukrainian missile, and they just said, well, let's use it to our advantage. Wow, and you know, yeah. it's one of those things. They've done again, this before, dude. Yeah, well, they they did that. They did it with, with the pipeline. Yeah, well, Poland. Remember yes. that there there was a story. Oh my yes. gosh, Russia uh, bombed Poland like just over the border. Oh my gosh, this is terrible. And then it turns out, no, actually, Ukraine fired that missile that landed in Poland. <laughs> dude. Yeah, you get a bad feeling about all of this. I know we talked about it a little bit yesterday. That's terrible. And is that going to be reported? You think that's going to be well, picked up? I mean, the New York Times reported it. I guess I mean as far as ABC, um, that's CBS, Time CNN. Will tell on that, Are they going to talk about it? 
Yeah. Well, it's nothing $70 billion won't fix. Right. Yeah, after we went through that yeah. 60 minutes garbage right. that ran on Sunday. You know, something else about media. Let's just roll with this because I hadn't heard this until yesterday. So on ABC, John Carl, he's going to he's gonna hold those in power accountable, and he's going to ask the tough questions, okay? Okay. What a dope. Nancy Mace, Republican, and I'm not a huge fan, but it seems like once she saw the evidence on the Bidens, she was all for impeachment. Got to have an impeachment inquiry. There is enough there. As we know, the media keeps saying, oh, there's no proof of anything. I mean, you don't have any evidence. Baseless claims about Joe Biden being involved, whatever. Nancy Mace on with John Carl trying to explain to him. Uh, no, there's proof, dude. Enough for an impeachment inquiry. Roll that. Was this premature uh, going all the way with an impeachment inquiry? I don't believe so. The facts are everywhere. There are text messages. There are emails. There are witnesses. There are whistleblowers. There are meetings. There are phone calls. There are dinners. We're talking about That's a, a lot of evidence, man. Yeah, no kidding. Okay. All right. Here we go. Talking about a significant sum of money. We are talking about bribery. And in the Constitution, I mean, Article 2, Section 4, I mean, that no, is the basis there, for impeachment. There, there's no evidence it connecting was the, It was the fourth estate. It was the media. There's no evidence connecting They Biden. keep doing this. They just keep repeating that. Yeah, because they're liars. She just gave a laundry I, list of things. Just did. That he's involved. Yeah, and he just turns right around and says, well, there's no evidence. I just gave you eight examples. I just gave him to you. Now, is he trying to play cheeky there to say, well, I mean, as far as that money coming back to actually Joe? When all the family members, we know that yeah, from right. the bank records, but we don't know that Joe got his yeah. hands on that cash. But then you could say, no, she just talked about texts and emails mm -hmm. saying, I got to give half my money to dad. To the big guy. Yeah. It was the fourth estate. It was the media and journalists when Nixon was going down that helped do that investigation, helped bring down the president when uh, they when he broke the law. And, you know, you guys want to deny that there's evidence. It's everywhere. And All the right. bank records will prove it out. All right. We will see. Uh, I haven't seen much yet. Haven't seen yeah, much yet. Haven't seen much yet. Yeah, you know. John Carl, get some essential oils, get some new glasses, get something, buddy. Gosh, damn. Do some investigating. Isn't that supposed to be their job? It's just, I'm so tired of this. There's no evidence nonsense. It was like that Christine Almanpour. Yeah. I don't want to have to do your job. That's your job. That's what you're supposed to do. There's enough evidence there. Holy smokes, man. So, yeah, that's going on. Um... Music news. Katy Perry sold her catalog for how much, guess? Uh, $200 million. I'll say $150. $225 million. That's unbelievable. I didn't know it was that vast to get $225 million. I think firework she, alone is worth $150 million, I, right? She came out on top of that one, I think. Oh, man. Yeah, I think she did a pretty good deal. And, you know, she used to be married to Russell Brand, yeah. who's all over the news. Yeah. And then there's these, you know, old messages saying, well, I knew something back in 2013. Who knows? Here we go. All right. News update straight ahead. All right. <laughs> the Markley Van Camp and Robbins show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. There's been some fact checking going on on the fact checkers. We uh, mentioned this a little bit yesterday. Kristen Welker, she's the new Chuck Todd on NBC. She took his job. Meet the depressed. And they're talking abortion with Donald Trump. 
Yeah. You know, and his answer left a lot of conservatives, let's just say, not satisfied. Mm-hmm. Okay. One part of this, when he's talking about the Democrats, she keeps saying the Democrats don't want that. No. Talking about abortion rights all the way up to birth. Right. No one's ever said that. If you right. missed the Democrats yes. that say after five months, six months, seven months, eight months, seven months, and even after birth, you're allowed to terminate the baby. Democrats aren't saying that. I just have to Democrats are not saying that. Of course That's they do. not true. You have a Virginia governor, previous governor, who said after the baby is born, you will make a determination, and if you want, you will kill that baby. But the Mr. baby President, is now born. Democrats writ large are not talking about that. Only 1% of late-term abortions happen in Always in. Okay. With Hillary Clinton, when we had the debate, I made a statement. Rip the baby out of the womb in the ninth month. You're allowed to do that, and you shouldn't be allowed to do that. Again, no and, one and is again, arguing listen, for that. That's look, not a part of anyone's look, platform, Mr. President. The Democrats okay, yeah, okay, Hold on a second, to... and we'll get to the last part, because you're looking right now, David, like, wait a second. You're supposed to be the journalist, yeah, not no. a Democratic mouthpiece. No, they, they literally are. They don't put it in those terms. But, right, exactly. I mean, right. I mean, what do you think restoring the protections of Roe means? Well, just wait till we get to a clip from the DeSantis campaign. Okay. This is the last part of the exchange with Welker and Trump. The Democrats are able to kill the baby after birth. Let me talk to you. Nobody wants that. That Democrats don't want that. Okay. Jeez. All right. And so, and people have brought this up. You know, the DeSantis campaign put together a bunch of clips of Democrats saying exactly that. Um, I know Megyn Kelly was talking about this yesterday. Mm -hmm. I mean, here's part of that clip. Do you support any restrictions on abortion? I don't. I've always believed... Even in the third trimester? Do you think there should be any limitation on abortion? No, I do not. Where it's obvious that a woman is about to give birth, she has physical signs that she is about to give a birth, would that still be a point at which she could request an abortion if she was so certified? My bill would allow that, yes. Do you believe that a woman should be able to terminate a pregnancy up until the moment of birth? Look, I think that that happens very, very rarely. But at the end of the day, I believe that the decision over abortion belongs to a woman and a physician. My question was about any limits to abortion at any point, you know, late term, anything. You you, got to leave it up to the to the woman. Up till now, my understanding is there wasn't a limit Mm -hmm. on when in a pregnancy, a woman could receive an abortion. Have you set any limit? There are no limits. Yeah. They've never said that. Yeah, some it's of this. right there. They don't want to say it out loud well, because most Americans find it horrific. Does and Kristen they know Welker, it. did she not hear any of this, any of that? Well, what's fascinating is that uh, one of those clips featured Dasha Burns interviewing John Fetterman. Mm-hmm. Dasha Burns works for NBC. Yeah. Could have asked your own reporter. Uh, another one was Margaret Brennan. Yeah. Uh, and she also just said a couple weeks ago, nobody's advocating for, you know, abortion. They're, for absolute, all they're absolute liars. Golly. Enemy of the people. Not honest at all. Wow. And in Colorado. Oh, it's happening. 100%. This is the Mark Van Camp and Robert Show. Are you ready? Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, and Scott Robbins. We just become best friends. Yep. Making sense of it all. Now I get it. And having some fun. Lighten up, Francis. This is the Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. 
The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I just want to throw a headline at you real quick. We don't have to spend a lot of time on this. Okay. But I just saw this from the L.A. Times. Mm-hmm. Letter to the editor. Punishing a loving father like Joe Biden for his son's problems is cruel. Oh my gosh. We're still on that. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Okay. How much proof do you want that the family was profiting off of this charade of influence? Or maybe he did have influence. I actually think the influence is real. So I think some decisions that we've made about Ukraine, Burisma, China, is because of that influence, because of the Biden family business. Again, you have bank records, you have shell companies, you have voicemails, texts, emails. It goes on and on and on. But we're still going to play this game. And, of course, they got their marching orders from the Democratic operatives who run the media to say we're going to still talk about Joe just loving his son. Yeah, he loves his son, okay? Yeah. You know, it's interesting they paint him in this father-knows-best nonsense. I don't I don't recall maybe I'm wrong. I don't recall ever seeing his daughter anywhere near the White House or him with her. Yeah. Well they didn't I, have I don't the re- business together. I don't recall seeing the grandkids at the White House or snuggling up with the grandkids more than like once maybe, maybe twice when he was sworn in. Again, stop me. But I mean this great this. family guy, Dude. I don't I don't you know. He knows his son's an addict. Yeah, I know. Serious addict. Yes. Right? I'm aware. Okay. The most corrupt country in the world. What was it? Six or seven years out of ten was Ukraine. Right. You have an energy company. And Joe requests from Big O, from Barack, let me be in charge of Ukraine. Uh, Okay, Joe. All right. So he can call the shots there. He's going to put his son, quote, recovering addict, in this world with nothing but sharks, tons of cash, drugs, hookers. Ah, he's sober. He's strong now. Yeah. He's such a good father. It's like the record label with the artist that is a drug addict hanging on to life. Get that new record out and get him on the road. We got to make some money. Yeah. yeah. Oh, we're looking out for the best interest of our artist as he goes out and then dies of an right. o- overdose. Mean, but and that's the loving father of Joe Biden. Let's put him in this position with Barisma and get him, uh, you know, into relationships with a Chinese energy company because, you know, you can trust them. I Holy just, crap. I just don't see the great father figure doing a whole lot of good things with his children. No, I mean, plus he also may have been a diddler. With oh. Ashley Biden, at well, least, that's a possibility too. Diary. Yeah, but it's just, it's this whole narrative nonsense. I mean, there's no evidence to prove that he is none. Okay, so I guess you shouldn't be surprised. That's just legacy media doing what they're doing in the old newspapers. That Jeez. who who finds them credible, really? If you ask that question. It's the same people that have been buying it for years. I mean, I don't think independents look at the L.A. Times when they really want hard, good, delivered news. They do. They're dumb. Okay. Enough on that. Any other clips from Biden today uh, at the U.N. because he embarrassed the country again? 
We're still trying to exactly figure out what he was saying. Unionizing of all our institutions and drive creative new partnerships. Let me be clear. Yeah. Certain principles of our international system are sacrosanct. Sure, whatever, dude. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Yeah, absolutely fit to run again. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, he'll make it another four years. Dude, think about what it was three years ago. It was already bad, but it's gotten a lot worse. And it gets worse by the month. Don't leaders from other countries wear headsets where it's interpreted for them? Yeah. I can't imagine what that first sentence, I, how that came out through an interpreter. I I've can't said imagine. it for a while, man. I mean, I would love to have off-the-record conversations with either interpreters for foreign dignitaries or that poor lady that has to translate what Joe was saying into sign language. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, as you involve our institutions. Right. Oh, yeah. I mean, how did they... She just sprained her wrist. That's... <laughs> Yeah. I don't know what that was. It's like whiplash. How did the German representative hear that? I don't know. Oh, probably just, you know, old man incoherent. <laughs> that would be my guess. That, that's where, if I were if I were in that position, I, I would just translate it as mashed potatoes. <laughs> <Right. That's, Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, gosh, dang. So we have that going on. And then at the same time, you have the left trying to sell Bidenomics still to people. Yeah. And even though you get report after report after report, families' incomes gone down three years in a row. The buying power has gone down what, upwards of 20%. But you still have these people out there saying, you know, people are dumb and they just don't know how good they have it. Yeah, there, there's just a disconnect between what we're seeing and what uh, the American public thinks it's seeing. Uh, That's according to Janet Yellen, the Treasury Secretary, who was on MSNBC, saying, I don't know if um, I don't I don't I don't know how to explain the disconnect. But you know that people's personal financial situation has improved. Okay. I know this clip's like a minute. I hope this is explained somehow. Americans' financial situation actually improved uh, during the pandemic. Uh, interestingly, when Americans oh, are asked on. about... If the- you mean because you just flooded people right. with cash. With money, yeah. Improve when we sent the checks out. Yeah. We knew people would like that free money. Their own personal financial situation, they're positive on that. Um, the negative results you cite mainly reflect their answers to how is the economy more broadly doing. Um, you know, I, I think... It- Time out. She's yeah. supposed to be the expert. We're just three jamokes yeah. on the radio. That- okay. And you try to decipher what's real, what's not, what makes sense. Just like laws of finance. It's been proven time and time again. And everyone said, you know, you infuse the whole market with a bunch of cash. There's going to be a payback to that. Mm-hmm. Good chance you're going to have inflation. We don't really see that. We don't perceive that to be happening. And then it happens. I, I didn't recognize it at the time, but right. you you should trust me now. Why? Um, you know, I, I think it's going to take some time. Uh, we've had a trifecta of legislation that President Biden oh. and Congress have passed that um, we're investing in America in ways we haven't oh. for decades. Um, a bipartisan infrastructure bill oh, that Americans are going to be seeing. I'm sorry, David. There's another 20 seconds of this. Yeah. 
Well, I don't want to be that kid in school saying, I'm bored, man, but I'm bored. Is it going to get to a point where well, she's just going to run off the head? Yeah, well, it's, it's also, I mean, it's chock full of uh, falsehoods where she says that people are reporting their personal finances are pretty good. Yeah. That's not true. It's not. not I'll tell you what. I got 20 seconds. I'm going to roll it. I want you to interrupt every time she says something that's not right. Okay. Deal? Okay. Roads repaired, bridges rebuilt, uh, um, improvements in their ports and their airports uh, and wait, public uh, transportation. And- yeah. What what improvements? There's like a record number of canceled flights and whatnot. And I know that's not because of airport facilities necessarily, but yeah, I don't. But we don't, have more space for the illegal aliens right. at O'Hare in Chicago. Transportation in the grid, um, a semiconductor and chips bill that is leading to enormous investments across the country no. in semiconductor it's, manufacturing. It's, and, of course, a critically important Inflation Reduction <sighs> Act. Yeah, the Inflation Reduction Act, which admittedly does not reduce inflation and never was intended to. No. It did not. Roads and bridges. The go-to. Okay. All right. We're going to get to a story I had on Biden. Uh, we'll get to it in coming up. I just want to switch gears. You had something else on John Fetterman. Oh, yeah. He's like one frustrating politician after another. Yeah, it is. Democrat Senator John Fetterman, the guy who, you know, almost died from a stroke and then is now a U.S. senator and can cannot function. And well, you were rooting for the guy to be okay yeah but now he's put in everybody's face and he's trying to be hard guy to everybody yeah he is and, and mr one-liner and he can't deliver a line well and and crap talking doesn't work when you can't talk correct and anyway yeah so uh he was asked about how he thought the biden administration was handling the uaw strike okay I know he's going to be involved in the way he should be, and we're going to all work towards, you know, a better ending for the the workers. I mean, you know, I was proud to drive there. Well, I mean, I literally drove in in my Bronco. You know, the Bronco wanted to meet its makers and where it was born. That's where, you know, I greeted the workers that literally built my car. And I'm proud to stand with them. And, you know, it's it's really cynical the way now that that Trump is now visiting there. Uh, But, again, we've already been there, you know, been there, done that. And, uh, you know, it's... They say, you know, uh, imitation and flattery. Again, crap talking doesn't work when you can't talk. No. Okay, let's say you deciphered what point he was trying to get across there. Yeah. What was it? He he drove his Bronco there (laughs) to, to say, hey, look, this is where my car was made, and I'm standing with the workers. And the weird part is that he wasn't asked about Trump's visit. Because Trump is going to go there next week in lieu of going to the Republican primary debate. Yeah. To it's a master a stroke there politically, yeah. Yeah. And, um, and so then he just pivots because he's been given his talking points. Except, again, the talking points don't really work when you can't talk. It makes it a little more challenging, doesn't it? Yeah. No doubt about it. I mean, the guy's got gazpacho coming out of his ears right now, <laughs> acting like Mr. Badass. You know, the quote of the day, it could be, talking points don't work when you can't talk. Well, I love that. It's yes. true. Of course it's true. Very succinct, though, David. Nice okay. job. 
You know, maybe, well, it wouldn't work with Fetterman because if you slowed him down like you did oh, Biden no, earlier no. in the show to figure out what he was saying, it would still be all the same sort of mumbo-jumbo and disjointed. I understand the words just cobbled together. They I make understand no sense. That. Yeah. I mean, Does he know how many union workers voted for Trump? Like switched party affiliation? I don't think he gets that either. Yeah, but I'll tell you this, man. Once the hardworking union laborers find out that he only poops his pants once every day now, they're going to they're gonna just completely ignore Donald Trump. Got it. Okay. Oh, and if you missed it, yeah, I don't, we didn't know what Biden was saying, and then David slowed it down to figure it out. He sounds drunk, which at least is more entertaining. We as the evolve institutions and drive creating new partnerships. What was that again, that first part? David? Uh, play it again. I, 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 I didn't write it down. We as the evolve our institutions. Even as we evolve our institutions. Even as we evolve, evolve our, our institutions. institutions. Yes. as we evolve our institutions. Yeah, he's fine another four years. Sign him up. Good yeah, it'll work. Oh, yeah. Sure. Good luck to you. Okay. Much more to get to. Oh, did you hear Disney World had to close down their rides for a little while? <laughs> yeah. Bear in the park. That's what? The bear. Heck you say. Not Baloo either. <laughs> the news update straight ahead. Right. The Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. Another news update, David Van Camp. Well, I, 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 you know, of course, a lot of people are paying attention to the UAW strike against yeah. the big automakers um, because they, well, they, they want more money out of this, out of a time when, you know, these companies are seeing record profits. Yes. What you always hear. And, and you know, we know what the score is. A lot of it is because the federal government has handed these major auto manufacturers billions of dollars to transition to electric vehicle production. And then they realize, oh, crap, the demand is not there. So they fire a bunch of people and move those jobs to Mexico. Yep. yep. That's what happens. Daily Wire was reporting on this, and it was something that was lost by me. They're also talking about 32-hour work weeks instead yeah. of four. Oh, yeah. Every weekend's a three-day weekend. That's going to relate to the American people well, won't yeah, it? Yeah, no. Give All me right. a break. Are you serious? Man, well, I you... think the, the trickle-down effect or domino effect on that could be great. Wow. Well, I mean, UAW needs to play it carefully because right now I think you do have a lot of conservatives on the workers' side. Unfortunately, yes. the union bosses are so corrupt and horrible. I mean, they're out there talking smack about Donald Trump and, and whatnot. Uh, and still saying Biden's a great guy, blah, blah. You know, they, they're, it's just a political action committee. Yes. And the workers are like, hey, we're getting screwed. Exactly. Wow. So John Fetterman's talking about this? Oh, yeah, because remember, he drove his Ford Bronco okay. uh, over to a manufacturing plant. You're just um, joining us. This the senator. He had a stroke, and yeah. then he was still running, and everybody could, I mean, visibly see the guy can't do the job. Yeah. He still really can't do the job, but he's out there, and he says this. My message to the, the, CEOs, the CEOs is, you know, at $74 million, you know, collectively earning that, you know, how many yachts can they need, you know, to, to, yacht, to water uh, ski behind it? You know, I mean, it's just crazy. What is this? Who, what? Did that, was that current? Yeah. Yes. Holy smokes, man. He's going to be better by January. That's right. 
What is it? Oh, I was yeah, thinking September. that was some archived piece of audio we just heard. No, dude. Holy cow. Wow. I mean, and that is the old talking point. Well, of course. How many yachts? $75 million. Then, I, I don't even know where that. what he was talking about when he said $75 million. I don't know what that is. What does that mean? And then what did he say earlier? I haven't heard the audio. I think you have something about a different leg humping something. Yeah, this oh, is yeah, him talking about yeah. the House Republicans uh, doing the whole budget showdown again. Okay. And on the other, the, the House, the, the whatever they call themselves, Team America or whatever they call themselves, <laughs> I just like, hey, I just like, bring your vote. You know, otherwise, you know, they need to go hump a different leg. Um, the, you were in, uh, you drove your, I think it was a Ford. I like the way the peanut, yeah. just well, all of a sudden, yeah, there's even, a blog, blog pause there. Even MSNBC's gargler in chief was taken aback yeah, by right, that. Yeah, right. <laughs> John thought he'd be a good audience. Yeah. Like, hey, I delivered that one, huh? We got a slight chuckle when he said Team America. You know, yeah. Collectively earning that. You know, how many yachts can they need? You know, you know to to yacht to water uh, ski behind it. You know, I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. You know that. Okay, this is the Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Eagles. Uh huh. Okay, biggest story of the day. Well, breaking news: John Fetterman has successfully negotiated a deal on behalf of. Uh, UAW members, uh, he has secured a 32-hour pork meat and union sock puppets. Excellent. <laughs> Good job. Oh, boy. Oh, congratulations. Okay. Uh, there's a few things going on out there. Biden spoke, the UN today. Uh, oh, we still got to get to that story, too, about Disney and the bear. That oh, the down bear. Some rides. Yeah. yeah. Um, yes, and then... A lot of news about Trump. Always, that never ends. And he's not going to be at the next Republican debate. He'll be speaking to union workers. Get to it all coming up here. The Markley Van Camp and Robert Show. I'm Jamie Markley, Gen X, David Van Camp, the millennial, the sexy boomer, Scott Robbins. Uh, perusing through the Wall Street Journal earlier today. And there's a piece, do, uh, Biden's document story. Like, what? I look. Like, Oh, that's right. He's had the documents, too, you know. You just don't hear anything about it. Right. It's been a while. There's so many other things always going on. Um, and it talks about how the Justice Department is aggressively prosecuting Donald Trump. What about Biden? He hasn't been telling the truth about a justice investigation into his own handling of classified materials. Where has that gone? Well, apparently, it's still investigating. Oh, come on. Really? Yes, and, and there's even been talk that there's going to be an interview with Joe Biden, even though Joe Biden has denied that that's happening. That's not true. Not happening. But I bring it up to say, yeah, that's still supposed to be going on. But, again, that's under the direction of Merrick Garland. So you can guess it's going to probably go nowhere. So there's that. Then the interview with Trump that aired on Meet the Depressed – with new host Kirsten Walker. There's been a lot of backlash toward her for even putting Trump on. You're normalizing him. Yeah. I mean, the guy was president, and he, at this point, is leading by a lot in the Republican primary, probably will be the Republican nominee. Not only that, but you look at the latest polling with independents. Trump's up 15% over Biden. Starting to win that battle with independence. Mm -hmm. 
when it's that head-to-head matchup. The dude obviously could be president. Oh, we can't normalize him. What are you talking no, about? It's, it's shutting down um, any sort of opposition political speech. Yeah, so you're hearing more and more about this and uh, read a couple of pieces, you know, and it's your slate, uh, Daily Beast crap mm-hmm. like that. How could you do that? You're platforming him, blah, blah, blah. And then there was a clip apparently from The View, one of your favorites, Scott. Mm-hmm. Anna Navarro. She wasn't happy with Kristen Welker. Freaking nut. All right. Do you want to hear it? Of course I do. Sure you do. Okay. I want to talk about um, Kristen Welker. Meet the Press is the longest Welker, is the longest... Show, show political show on on uh, on TV, seventy six years. Mm-hmm. This is the first time there is a woman, a woman of color, who is uh, the host, and I think that's an incredible accomplishment and achievement. She was wonderful yesterday. Thank- so wonderful, I can't remember her name. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the women who came in front of her and paved the way and opened the doors. She thanked Andrea Mitchell, who went up. She first applied in 1967 for a a news job, was told, eh, women don't belong in the newsroom. She was incredibly classy. I wish she had not done Some women in news are fantastic. They're very good. Yeah. Not Andrea Mitchell. No. A hack. A Trump interview as her first one. Because yeah. I think nobody ever wins with a Trump no. interview. Nobody looks good because he's just, I mean, it's like, you know, it's like uh, interviewing an insane person. Do you think we Actually, should... it is interviewing an I insane person. You... That's the strong take there. So why did they do it? Why did they platform this evil Donald Trump? I didn't know this till yesterday. I heard this on Megyn Kelly show. They actually brought in a dude from the New York Times to explain to the audience why they did the interview with Trump. Golly. Like, Welker couldn't do it on her own. Let's bring in Peter Baker to do some mansplaining. Yeah, white guy. Yes. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, listen. We have gotten criticism for just sitting down with former President Trump. He is the former president. He's facing four indictments as journalists. Just Mm -hmm. set the scene, the backdrop, why... It, there is still news value, yeah. value okay, for the are, public to hear. Are you from. all right? Do you need some okay. pepto, David? It looks like you're going to throw up. If you're one of the people who hates themselves enough to wake up and watch Meet the Press every Sunday. Oh, that's Scott. That's, yeah. Well, most well, of the Well, there's a lot of self-loathing there. There I mean, is. True. I understand that. Yeah. Um, no, not an insult, just an observation. No, that's true. Um, yeah. If you're one of the people who can't understand the inherent news value of interviewing a former president who very well could be president again, then that's a you problem. Well, that's your issue. You need Mm -hmm. therapy or you need to start drinking in the morning or something. (laughs) You got to do something to calm down. I 100% agree with that, by the way. Yeah, this conversation goes on. For the public to hear from him. Well, this is a huge challenge for American journalism, mm-hmm. of course. Mm-hmm. Right? It can't be that a person can run for president of the United States, be a front runner in his party, and possibly win without ever being challenged by a tough independent interviewer. And that's, I think, an important part of our system. Now, it's obviously a challenge for us because he is just going to spout out one thing after another. And fact-checking in real time is a real hard thing. But what you've done here is edit it and make sure people understand what he's, what's real and what's not. <laughs> NBC News interviewed a woman in Arizona who killed her husband because she fed him fish tank cleaner Correct. because it had chloroquine in it. And they interviewed that woman.
because they made a connection between Donald Trump promoting hydroxychloroquine, which notably is not fish tank cleaner. <laughs> they tried yes. to blame Donald Trump for a woman using fish tank cleaner to kill her husband. And they yes. have the stones to go out there and say, well, you know, we, we just we really need to try to stick to the facts. Right. Okay. I think the funniest part for me, from Peter Baker, from the failing New York Times. Independent interviewer. Independent. She was NBC. Yeah. <laughs> it's not exactly independent. That's the left, dude. And of course, he's from the left. You should know that. Anyway, you ready for your big three, Scott? Yeah, let's go. All right, here we go. Are you ready? One, two, three. my shoe It's the three most important news stories of the day. I hit the trifecta. Well, at least according to Scott Robbins. It's the trifecta on the Markley Van Camp and Robbins Show. Every day about this time, Scott Robbins' trifecta. Helped by his hero. Hi, it's me, Casey. Oh, Casey, how are you? Casey, Casey. Good. Beautiful day, buddy. What do you say? Yes. Yeah, okay. I'm ready. Three. Uh, number three, New York City Mayor Eric Adams uh, wants to end the right to shelter law. What? The, the, I know, right? I know. A little sanity here among some New York Democrats anyway. Uh, the current migrant crisis appears to be creating a few cracks in the walls amongst themselves. I've been talking about this for a long time, but Mayor, Mayor Eric Adams is having to deal with a crisis. And quite frankly, he's not prepared for it. The mayor has openly stated the city needs to limit their right to shelter law that has placed them in this bind that they are currently in. Now, the New York Post wrote it, read a piece in the editorial that said he needs, needs to do more than limit this. He needs to stop it immediately. But they say at least this is a start to have a discussion that maybe, just maybe, the right to shelter is a really bad idea. They have no more room. They, there's no place to put anybody right now. Yeah, they're trying to make it so, uh, listen, we got to do this thing back the way we did it before, keep these people in Texas. They have, right, they have no place to go. They have nothing. I mean, this is a disaster. They know it. Well, do they know the Statue of Liberty is weeping? Yeah, well, you're going to have people living on yachts. So they'll put them on like they did for COVID. Bring in the big put, boat. Just put people floating on floating vessels, yeah. Well, a lot of people, you know, according to reports, have lived a pretty good life since they got here. Got well, free phones, got nice room, well, got some yeah. room service. They're wearing Nike stuff. I mean, how does this happen? Yeah, it's the whole thing. I mean, I know it's probably dating ourselves from a long time away yeah. from being in school and learning about refugees and asylum seekers. But all those people from back in the day don't look like the modern day asylum seekers. Oh, no. Yeah, like they my should be introduced have to Jenny Craig or something. Yeah. Not to be mean. I'm here to help. No, not to no, hurt. but you're right. I mean, wow. We're getting closer and closer to number one. Yes, the Scott Robbins trifecta, top three of the day, up to number two. Uh, this is a pretty interesting story. Bookies are angry about how a certain football game ended. Yeah. Oh. Trailing the 49ers by 10 points with four seconds to go, they're going to lose. The L.A. Rams decided that they were close enough. They're going to kick a field goal. They did. The spread was seven points. Oh, okay. So the, are people thinking rigged? Yeah, well, they're thinking, hey, why would he do that? You got four seconds left. You're down 10. I mean, you kick a field goal. What's the point? 
Run the clock out, take your L, and go home. Well, I mean... It... But he kicked a field goal. Okay, I, I'm not the biggest strategy guy with football, but it, could you make the argument? You're hoping you can kick that field goal in three seconds. You got one second left. Onside kick, hoping to recover it and take it to the house? Well, by the time the field goal went through the uprights, the time it expired, so... But the time absolutely would have expired if you would have tried to throw it into the end zone. Right, which which wouldn't have made any sense either. Yeah. I mean, to take a knee there and just be done with it, that's what traditionally, I guess, would happen. And then the guys who bet would would have been winners at that point. You don't take a knee at that time when you're in field goal range. You're going to try to score, even if you're down. I I think there's probably that. There is also the, uh, the idea of giving your kicker some reps. Real sure, that reps. was one of the arguments that was made. It, yeah. I mean, it's Brett Maher had a little bit of a struggle. But, you know, <laughs> anytime, anytime you lay down with these dogs, man, I mean, you're obviously people are going to talk about it. I mean, the sports betting thing is huge in the yeah, NFL. Bet better. Quit whining. You know, but, uh, yeah, so I can hear the bar now. Oh, my no, God. No. No. <laughs> no. Sorry, Susie. And the countdown there. continues. There goes your college fund. Yeah, yeah oh, that's just, just sad. Blew it right there. Scott Robbins trifecta, yep. the top three up to number one. Number one, a guy says that his wife's C-section ruined their marriage. A guy in Australia filed a massive lawsuit against a hospital staff after they encouraged him to watch his wife's cesarean section, which he says caused him to develop a psychotic illness after watching it. Took it to the Supreme Court in Australia. Supreme Court said, get out of our sight. Done. We're not talking to you anymore. Well, you're never the same. His wife successfully gave birth <laughs> via a C-section back in 2013. Years later, however, he said uh, he claimed that the hospital and the staff breached their duty of care when they encouraged him and permitted him to watch the delivery, the outlet reported. He's it, saying it caused a psychotic reaction with him that never, never was healed. He couldn't look at his wife the same way again. The marriage was over, and they're at fault for it. Supreme Court said, no, they're not, and off you go. Well, I'm, I'm glad there's some sanity left, because that yeah. is a weak and pathetic human being. Do agree, Jamie Markley. Hey, man, I don't think you should be uh, shaming someone into watch something they don't want to watch. All right. If I'm going by modern-day standards, okay, do you think of a woman all of a sudden made the complaint, they made me watch my husband's vasectomy, and I it, it ruined me, and I was never the same. She'd probably win the lawsuit. Flip it around, and they just deal with it, dude. Look at that gore. Ugh, golly. Well, no. you're a free man. You don't have to do it. I know. He was pressured. He said he was pressured by pressure. staff. He's a weak Fragile man. state. He succumbed to the pressure. In and... the end, he's a weak dude. Yeah, yeah, I can't play the other side. I'm trying, and I can't even do it. He was suing for $750 million, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. He got nothing and liked it. <laughs> <laughs> so they're done now. They're divorced. Yeah, they're and divorced. It's, they're it's, divorced. All... it's all over. Oh, my goodness. Oh. Well, he's got to pay custody now. Or child support, rather. But yeah, Absolutely. Wow, that's a wild story. All right, we got to get to a news update and Nimrod's in the news coming up. All right. The Markley Van Camp and Robin Show. Jamie Markley, David Van Camp, Scott Robbins. News update, David Van Camp. Well, I don't know if you've heard about this. We mentioned it uh, last week, but if you hadn't uh, heard it, uh, Democrats right now 
want to make sure that any natural disaster relief spending package mm-hmm. also includes money for Ukraine. So they're talking back and forth about, you know, extra funding for uh, Florida and other Southeast communities hit by a hurricane. You're talking about Maui, of course, this horrible uh, wildfire. And they're willing to nuke the entire deal because Ukraine wants money. No. It It is not America first. It is America last or America as an afterthought. Uh, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer was asked about this dynamic and how it's currently working uh, among or between Democrats and Republicans. Look, I'm not going to speculate about how to package it other than to say we need a bipartisan process each way. Yes. <laughs> then take the damn Ukraine money out. Of course. Loser. Is going. I guess we got Nimrods to get to. Oh, I mentioned this Disney story. That is so full of crap. Doesn't that just set you off? That the, whole thing. The bear. We got to no. We got to come together on this bipartisan. Oh, blah that. blah. Oh, and you okay. stuff all this crap in there. After that propaganda piece that sixty minutes runs on Sunday, it's got Pilly. And I wonder, do you think the threat of nuclear war is off the table? Yep, it's gone. We don't have to worry about nukes anymore with Russia. What, what kind of stupid question is that? See, I get just like that. It makes me want to go off. Yeah. It's ridiculous. All right, so anyway, Disney World, Frontierland. Yeah. Uh, Frontierland had an actual bear in the park. Those black bears, you know, in Florida. And to release that in the Senate chamber. <laughs> <laughs> be fun, huh? Yep. So they had a... Closed like a dozen attractions, at least temporarily. Big Thunder Mountain, Pirates of the Caribbean, Haunted Mansion, even the Country Bear Jamboree show. That's too bad. You love the Jamboree, don't it's you? It's awesome. Of course you do. Good stuff. Everything was then opened back up. Everybody was all right. All right, we got to get the Nimrods. Roll it out. When the going gets tough. Damn it, this is too hard. The dumb get dumber. All right, Dan. It's Nimrods in the News on the Martley, Van Camp, and Robbins Show. I love the poorly educated. All right. Nimrods in the News. Today we start in Texas. Amarillo. 33-year-old Whitney Mothman drives to DoorDash. She went to pick up an order at Wingstop the other day, but it wasn't ready when she got there. Now, in the story, it's not clear how long it had been or how long she waited, but she got really annoyed. She apparently decided to go grab the order herself and walk back into the kitchen area. Oh, God. Uh-oh. They say, hey, you gotta leave. And then there's a fight. Police say she physically attacked the store's manager continued attacking him as he tried to escort her out of the building and an off-duty cop happened to see it. Then she got into it with that guy. She's facing charges for assault and resisting arrest. She didn't need those wings, I guarantee you. And that's Nimrod's in the news.